Welcome to Words, Wobbles and Wisdom, an honest and fun body positive podcast by me, Anne-Marie Miles. Are you struggling with your weight? Do you wish that you didn't think about food so often? Are there days when you'd wrestle a toasted sandwich off an alligator? Well then, this might just be the podcast for you. I share my story, a lifelong battle with weight, food and mental health struggles. I share it alongside some of my writing on the subject and some of the wisdom I've gleaned from my life as a Christian. So join me for this week's episode of Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. Hello there and welcome to another episode of Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. It's Wednesday again. How did that happen? Well, you know, I love to put some jump into your hump day. And this week, we're going to continue on the theme from last week of time. Time, the clock of the heart, as Culture Club used to tell us. And procrastination is the thief of time. There's lots of adages. You could stick them on a fridge magnet or stitch them on a cushion. Last week, I was talking about how it helps my mental health to keep a good track of my time to keep my diary in order and to make sure that I give myself space and empty slots in my schedule. I put rest time in like I put appointments in and it really has helped with my anxiety over the last year or so. I used to work for Care for the Family in Cardiff and when Rob Parsons talked about marriage and date nights etc he used to say if you don't book it in you book it out. In other words, if you don't put it in the diary, then you're in real danger of making sure that it never happens. Everything else important would go in your diary. Why would a date night to cherish your relationship not go in the diary as well? And we took that on board. Me and Rich, we book in time for ourselves. And I have taken that on board personally and book in time for my own self, for my own well-being and for my own mental health. But this week, when thinking about time, I want to get a little bit more practical. I want to get down to the nitty, not forgetting that gritty. And uh, being watchful of time also does help with the whole food thing and eating and keeping control of my eating. Because here's the thing. If I don't meal plan, I don't make a proper shopping list. And if I don't make a proper shopping list, then the stuff that gets bought is not going to help me get through the week in the way that I need to. If I don't make sure that I have the ingredients I need for my low carb biscuits or for my wholemeal spelt bread, I'm going to eat whatever is there, whatever biscuits are there, whatever bread is there. Now, you might say, well, you could just not eat the stuff that isn't good for you. And if you're saying that, then my suspicion is that this might be your first time listening to this podcast and you don't realise that I'm a self-confessed, food-obsessed, out-of-control woman when it comes to food. I'm a wild person. I cannot be tamed when it comes to food. Yes, you're right. I should probably be in therapy. But until that happens and I am changed, I have to be organised. This is the way I get through it. This is the way I get through the day, get through the week and weeks where I'm not organised, where I haven't taken the time to make sure that I have the right food in for the proper meals, the right ingredients in for the biscuits and the good bread. Those are the weeks 
where I do worse, where I am more likely to put on weight and, you know, throw in the towel a bit because, oh, well, I don't have anything decent to eat, so I might as well just go for it. In fact, Sunday Gone was the 10th anniversary of the first time that I ever used my fitness pal. And it says 23 stone and 12 pounds. Now, if you listened to earlier episodes, you'll have heard how unhappy I was, how I spent a long time trying to make everyone, including myself, believe that I was cool with it. It was no biggie. Pardon the pun. (laughs) But I hated it. So being organised, making time to bake and cook stuff that I enjoy and that's good for me, it works. And when I'm organised, it works. And the other thing that I know I need to make time for is the exercise. I have to confess that it has taken me most of January to really get into the zone with moving again. I got far too used to being curled up on the sofa over Christmas when Rich had COVID and then the horrible weather and the rain. It was horrible and cold and yucky and mucky. And and if you wait for gloriously good weather on this side of the world to go out walking... (laughs) You know, you're going to be waiting a long time. So this week, this week I have started. I've been for the odd walk in the last week or two, but this week it's in the diary. And that's another thing that I've done. I've committed to putting it in the diary, like I've put meetings and work and church stuff. It's in the diary now. And I'm a little bit nervous about walking in the park on my own quite early in the day. And so Rich and I have decided that we're going to go together. And we're going to go three mornings a week on a walk together. I think that's really going to help. It means, you know, we get the walk done early in the day. I know it doesn't really matter when we walk in the day, but I like to get it done early. So then I can concentrate that, you know, get it over with and concentrate on the rest of the day. So that's another thing that I have, you know, kind of committed into the diary is to get that walk in, get some fresh air, get moving, get my knees moving and uh, get out there and enjoy the comings of spring. Well, I don't know about you, but I just find that I must be getting older because time is moving so fast, isn't it? Time is just flying by the days. You know, it's Wednesday again and the weeks are flying by. You know, it's nearly the end of January and where's January gone? And I think time is moving so fast. And sometimes, particularly through lockdown, you know, there's a lot, I don't know what day, what day is it? You know what? Days seem to merge into each other, but I, I I remember actually, oh dear, I remember one day, this is before, I can't even blame this on lockdown, right? Because this was before lockdown and I had this really weird experience. Now, is that quite scary actually? For an hour or two, I didn't, I just completely had confused myself. Um, you You know, when you actually start to worry about yourself, it was one of those moments where I really thought there was something wrong with me. So it was Monday morning. So this is way before lockdown. I'm heading to work. It was when I was working um, in a local office. And uh, so Monday morning, out I go, start of the week. And I walk past my neighbour's house and he had his bins out. And I thought, oh, that's strange now because bin day is Tuesday. So what's he doing with his bins out on a Monday? So I kept walking anyway and, and so down the end of the road, turned the corner and around the corner from where we are is the hairdresser's salon. I walked past the window and the lights were on and I thought, that's strange. And there's a customer sitting in the window getting their hair done. And I'm like, his salon doesn't open on a Monday. He opens Tuesday to Saturday. 
And I'm thinking, hang on a second. So my neighbour has the spins out and the hairdressers is open. It must be Tuesday. It must be Tuesday. I was sure it was Monday. Hang on, does that mean I missed Monday? I mean, it's only a five minute walk to my office, but I'm not kidding you. For the, I, I was in a panic. <laughs> I was like, so by the time, you know, all, all the way down the road, I was like, no, hang on a second. No, hang on. Let me think now. No, no, yesterday was Sunday. Yesterday was definitely Sunday. But the hairdressers is open and, and the bins are out. No, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. So anyway, by the time I got to the office, I was I was like a wild woman. Do you know what I mean? So I stormed in the office straight up to the uh, to the desk. Because I was thinking, I've completely lost it, you know. So I just kind of stormed up and went, what day is it? <laughs> Receptionist went, sorry? No, no, seriously. I'm like this, tapping the desk. What day is it? And she went, Monday? And I looked at her and went, I knew it! <laughs> and she was like, okay then, yeah, yeah, well done, you know, well done you. So I, <laughs> I went to my desk and it took me the whole morning to relax and calm down. And as I thought about it, I thought how easy it is for my mental health to, to be affected. I was really worried about myself. Do you know what I mean? I was thinking, I have lost a whole day. I have lost Monday. I've lost a whole day. The hairdressers is open. The bins are out. I have lost Monday. And uh, But it really, it took me from my, from my heart rate to go back to normal. It took most of the day. And I thought how quickly it was for me, you know, to, to doubt myself, to doubt my own sanity, to doubt my memory. You know, and I mean, we live in a world where everything we believe is challenged. You know, we live in this postmodern world where your truth is your truth and my truth is my truth. And I believe in God, but you might not believe in God and whatever. But surely Monday is Monday. <laughs> like Monday is Monday for everybody. Um, so, yeah, that was quite uh, that was quite scary, actually. That was one of those things where I was sure I had lost track of time, you know, in big style. <laughs> And it was really, really worrying. But um, go, going back to the, the kind of practical side of looking after our time. I remember reading The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And I thought that was really good. I thought it was brilliant. So I went on to read his, his, his book on time management called First Things First. And he talked about making lists and the best way to make a list and the best way to prioritise your list. It's a long time since I read it, okay, so I can't remember 100% exa exactly what he said, but the the order in which he recommended the list should be in was the thing you dislike most first, uh, going in order and finishing with the thing you like most, okay? Usually we would do stuff the other way around unless we have a, unless we have priorities like, you know, the kids have to be collected at that time. If we put something in the oven, it has to come back out at that time. You know, if we have an email to respond to or a, a report to do or whatever. But in general, our kind of domestic tasks or even some of our, you know, our work life tasks, um, we tend to do them in the order of the ones that you know we like most. And here is what he said, because he believed that the amount of time it takes us to do things will take longer. It will take longer to do the list of things if we start with what we love and go towards what we hate. 
And it will take us a shorter amount of time if we start with what we don't like and work our way towards the things we do like. All right. Because what he said was, if you start with the thing you love and then you're moving away from the thing you love to the thing you like a lot and then the thing you just like and then the thing you don't really like and then the thing you actually will work slower because you'll be getting as the day goes on or as the time goes on however you use it or however you split the list up you're working towards activities or tasks that you don't like so you will slow down you'll create a longer break in between the task you'll kind of put off starting it and when you do it you'll kind of hate doing this job you know Whereas if you start the other way around and make your list based on things that you don't like doing at all and put the one you dislike most at the top, you will do it faster to get it over with to move towards the tasks you like more. So, for instance, I absolutely hate cleaning the bathroom. Hate, 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 hate that job. So if I'm doing a housework day, that's the one I will start with. I tolerate ironing because I can watch a movie or a couple of episodes of something while I'm ironing. So I'm better off doing, get the bathroom done, over, you know, get it over with, get it done first and, and then move towards the thing that I kind of don't mind doing and then other jobs later on that I enjoy doing. And I found that I've done that myself. If I do that, I do speed up towards the jobs I enjoy doing. I love cooking and I love baking. So I'm better off doing the cleaning and the ironing first and then moving towards the stuff I love and then you tend to take shorter breaks or it doesn't feel so onerous so you might not even need a break in the middle of you know in, in a, like cooking and baking and stuff I tend not to even bother because I enjoy it so much whereas you'll always want to break in the middle of a job you don't like so he he said like if you count up the time it takes you if you do the stuff start with what you love moving towards what you absolutely detest it'll take you longer then if the same list starting with what you detest and moving towards the things you love. And I have tried it and it has definitely, definitely worked for me. And I, I recommend you give it a go. I really do recommend you give it a go. Set yourself a timer. It's definitely worked for me. And when I know I've got a bang load of housework to do, I always do or try to do because um, <laughs> I hate it so much. Uh, clean the bathrooms early early on that list I try and make it the first thing on the list because once I've done that I thought, oh, brilliant that's done and I'm in a much better I'm in much better form oh, excellent that's done I hate that job it's done brilliant move on to the next thing whereas if I do it the other way around I'm like oh I still haven't done the bathrooms oh god <laughs> I don't want to do the bathrooms <laughs> Oh my goodness, I'm so lazy. But yeah, there we go. That's my little trick. And honestly, give it a go because it has worked for me. Um, it is definitely a better use of time. I have experienced it and I believe it. And if you're into reading books on time management, First Things First by Stephen Covey, it really is a great book. And just one more thought before we finish up. A little bit of wisdom. In words, wobbles and wisdom. I try to rely on wisdom beyond my own. Every so often anyway. Uh, but there is a lovely verse in Psalm 31. In the, right in, yeah, it's the middle really of the psalm. And it says, But I trust in you, Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hands. 
And when I can't seem to get my act together and I can't seem to get organised and I can't seem to do all of those things that I've spent the last 20 minutes talking about uh, what I try to do, I just remember that, you know, I firmly believe as a Christian that my times are in the hands of God, not just my eternity and my years, but also my days and my minutes. All of my times are in his hands. So I trust him to help me to use my time wisely, but also to give me peace and calm my anxiety if I feel maybe a little bit overburdened or overscheduled or that I haven't achieved as much as I would like to. You've just got to move on, haven't you? You've just got to keep going, keep moving forward and do the best that you can do with the time that you have. So before we finish off, we just have time for... What is that about? Yes, indeed. What is that about? Well, I was reminded of um, a poem I wrote uh, 10 years ago about mice. I absolutely can't. (gasps) See, I'm actually shuddering now as I'm talking. I can't bear mice. I can't stand the thought of them, the sound of them, the sight of them. (laughs) Um, And I actually wrote a poem about mice to kind of explain how much I hate them. So I'm going, this poem is 10 years old and I still feel the same about mice. So I'm going to share with you my (laughs) heebie-jeebies about mice in this poem called There's a Mouse in the House. There's a mouse in the house, I can hear it. He's scratching his way around the floor. I can't say I've seen him. Maybe I've dreamed him. Oh, Janie, I hope there's no more. There's a mouse in the house. Heaven help me. I'm afraid of me life of those things. They're slimy and hairy and just a bit scary and think of the germs that they bring. There's a mouse in the house and I hate him. He's chewed his way through my phone cable. Escaping the trap, he left loads of crap and me nerves are in bits I'm not able. There's a mouse in the house, I can't bear it. Move house, it'll be for the best. I'll sell the place cheap, the lot they can keep. I just want to get rid of that pest. There's a mouse in the house, I've gone barmy. I thought I saw two little eyes. They darted right past me, tiny but ghastly, the power he has in that size. There's a mouse in the house, but I've cracked it. I've burrowed a cat for a week. It's the end for that mouse. From now on in this house, there won't be so much as a squeak. Here we go. That's my little poem of There's a Mouse in the House. What is that about? Absolutely. What are they? What are they for? Like, what are they for? What is their purpose? What purpose do they serve? Why did Noah take them on the ark? I mean, you know, he was only doing what he was told. But seriously, why, why, why? (sighs) There we go. So that's it. Thank you so much to those of you who joined the mailing list, by the way. If you want to join the mailing list, you just get a little email telling you about this week's episode. In fact, this week's email is going to contain the words of there's a mouse in the house just for you. So if you want to sign up to the mailing list, go to annemariemiles.co.uk, drop your email in there and as a little thank you, you get a recipe, my low carb shortbread biscuits, just as a little thank you for signing up to the mailing list. Thank you so much to those who bought a coffee for me this week. Somebody bought me lots of coffee this week, so he knows who he is. Thank you. And I really appreciate those of you who've signed up to the mailing list and those of you who've been sending me the odd message. I know that um, weight and food, it's not an easy thing to talk about. So there are people who have contacted me privately and I really appreciate your feedback. 
And I thank you so much for listening. I believe that if we keep encouraging each other, we can do it. We can keep going, just keep pushing through on this difficult road of wrestling with food and weight and such. So annemariemiles.co.uk if you want to sign up to the mailing list you'll get your free recipe and in this week's email you will get the words of that wonderful poem I mean talk about poet laureate stuff there's a mouse in the house and I will see you and you will hear me next week take care bye bye